fashion models and anime. Coming up on the anti woke podcast. Podcast. I want to talk about anime, Japanese cartoons. I've been watching YouTube like I do every day, and there's something called the Black Tape Project, which is like runway models, but all they wear is. It looks like electrical tape. Tape. I'm an electrician. It looks like vinyl tape. You know, it's uh, it ain't duct tape. Duct tape is real thick. This is like thin electrical tape, and so they just make bikinis or you know very very less than a bikini um, stuff out of tape. Anyways, and they walk down the runway, and then you can watch it on YouTube. And you know, I'm not like looking for porn on YouTube. I mean, it suggested it to me, and I clicked on it, obviously. And then I quickly found, uh, I don't know if you know, if you press the right arrow, it fast-forwards five seconds on YouTube. And so I found that uh, if you press the right arrow six times, it would show you the next girl. So you didn't have to watch the girl, like, come towards you on the runway and then away from you on the runway. You could just be like, what's the next girl look like and what's she wearing? So you just, you just press the right arrow six times. Boom, next girl and what she's wearing. Boom, next girl and what she's wearing. And like I said before, if you want to see a naked girl, you know, if, if a kid, if an underage kid who shouldn't ever see porn wants to see porn, all they have to do is do a Google image search. So it's not, I mean, whatever. I was not in the mood to see naked girls. Otherwise, I would have gone and typed in naked girls and do a Google image search or whatever. But anyways, it just... The thumbnail caught my attention, and so I watched a little bit of this black tape project thing. Okay, there's something interesting about it. The girls were thick. I think you spell it T-H-I-C-C. They were white and black, and then people who had, you know, white and black ancestry. Um, no, no real Latinas, no real, uh, no Asians. I guess let's put it this way. It makes me wonder about... Maybe I'll go look it up now. I wonder what's going on in the fashion industry. Like, for instance, um... I like girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Anyways, Abercrombie and Fitch did a Twitter post of peop- of girls wearing Abercrombie and Fitch, and it was like... I don't know. One of the girls was fatter than me, and I'm very, very fat. I mean, all the girls that they were promoting wearing the clothing were fat, but... Like, one of them was, like, crazy fat. But here was the weird thing. She was also pretty hot. And I looked her up, and she has an OnlyFans account. You can find nude pictures of her. I don't know if Abercrombie & Fitch... Like, I don't think they hired her as a novel. I, novel? As a model. I think they just went around looking for people wearing their clothes on Twitter or Instagram or something or other, and... He probably asked them, hey, can we repost your photo of you wearing Abercrombie and Fitch? And the person was probably like, yes, and then they did. And then, you know, and then there was some outrage. I mean, I'm not, I'm not outraged about this thing about promoting obesity as being okay. Like, I mean, there is something going on where if you're woke, you're like, whites are evil, men are evil, straight people are evil, and fat people are good. But anyways, I don't get up in arms over it. But some people do, and I guess that's how I found... I mean, I don't follow Abercrombie and Fitch on Twitter. Anyways, that was how... Someone getting up in arms over that was how me was how I learned about how they got these super fat models, 
And then when I saw the super fat model, I'm like, she is hot for being incredibly obese. I wonder if she does porn. And the answer was she did. I don't know. That's just the first thing that runs into my mind. And then I look it up and I satisfy myself and I move on. I'm not watching her porn, but I just want to know if she did. I guess like if I cared, I could whatever. And so it makes me wonder about runway models today. Because I know like, I don't know, you know, back in the day there was like, I don't know, remember Marky Mark and Kate Moss. Like they did a, a Calvin Klein um, bunch of advertisements together. It was like black and white and real, uh, you know, kind of fancy or highbrow looking. But Kate Moss was very, very thin. And then it's kind of before the internet, but I think there was a number of scandals where it was like, I don't know, they get their models from Eastern, you know, like from Russia or Ukraine or Eastern European countries, Czech, Czech Republic, and they'd get girls who were 14 years old or something and super thin, right? Like you had to be super tall, super thin and super young. And then obviously there'd be abuses by the whatever, everywhere they went. The men would be trying to get in their pants, even though it's illegal. And I feel like runway modeling, it's not, it's not what it used to be now that we got Instagram influencers. And I talked about a runway model, like a, a professor, was it Princeton? A Princeton professor got fired because he said, this woman is so beautiful, she's a freak of nature. And it was like a South Sudanese woman who was, she was crazy tall. But, you know, just had, like, the darkest skin of literally anyone on the planet. She was a uh, Nilot. She was one of the Nilots, Nilotic people, who have the darkest skin, which is... Anyways, that's not how the... Back in my day, you know, in the 90s. In the 90s, when I was in my 20s, and maybe... I mean, I didn't care about modeling or something, but I would just somehow still be aware of who the, you know, the supermodels were. Anyways, they were not Nilots from South Sudan back then, obviously. So I guess here's my point on that, which is, I don't know uh, if the current runway models are, you know, like all, all trying to have like the same body as like Beyonce, basically. Like that's uh, this, this black tape um, project, like all the girls were thick, T-H-I-C-C, and you know, so they look like Beyonce or even more, even more than Beyonce. And you know, and it didn't mean they were black it was like you know they, they, they were picking white women who had giant butts I mean, they still had like the thin waist right you know you gotta have a, a large whatever it's the what they used to say the 36 24 36 which was the what hip waist bust there we go so anyways these girls all have thin waists those giant hips giant hips you know who knows what 36 how about 40 <laughs> or something i don't even know and you got to be careful with the bust number because you have a giant bust number. It doesn't mean you have giant breasts. You might have like a big rib cage. To know the breast size, you got to know the cup size. Uh, you know, like A, B, C, D, double D, etc. Alright, I guess I had to look at these women so you don't have to. But I did a Google search for top fashion runway show and it's called uh, Paris Fashion Week. And so I watched a video of Paris Fashion Week, and I would say, compared to the old days, it's much more diverse. A lot of them are African descent. Um, I think they're older. It looks like they're in their early 20s. I mean, they're not old women, but either I can't tell the difference between a 14-year-old model and a 22-year-old model, or else it looks like they're all like in their 20, early 20s. 
And I feel like models get, I don't know if they get molested or whatever, but people try and, everyone around the models tries to have sex with them. So I guess, you know, they're like, you know what? Instead of having 14-year-old models, why don't we have 18 and up models? And then you can try and have sex with them. That would be kind of my guess, but I don't know. But they're not thick. I guess that was, I guess that was what I was trying to figure out. Age and thickness and race. And the answer is older, not thick, and diverse, at least for Paris Fashion Show. And whatever. All this <laughs> is not even the point of this podcast. But I do like to say, say stuff out loud. That way I don't forget it myself. But what it was is that for whatever reason, YouTube suggested this black tape project thing to me. And then I clicked on it, you know, as a... I mean, supposedly red-blooded man. I'm really, I'm really a lot, I'm more of a bump on a log. I'm like Chet from Weird Science, if you've seen that. But in any case, it sent me off into some cosplay videos. Like anime cosplay. And so, that's what I wanted to talk about, was anime. And so there's this channel, I've watched it before, it's called the Schadenfreude Industry? What's it called? Industries. Schadenfreude Industries. It's just some guy, he's about 40, not as old as me, but he's getting up there. And he goes to these cosplay uh, conventions and he interviews hot chicks. And so he's interviewing, you know, some hot chick. She's dressed up as Ash from Pokemon, if you know who that is. It's like a, it's the boy who has a red red and white baseball hat. I mean, I never watched Pokemon, but I've seen, I've seen the, I mean, the main character. The main character has a red and white baseball hat. And it's a boy, but, you know, girls can put a ton of cleavage out with a red baseball hat and be like, I am Ash Ketchum. Catch them all. And so she says something, something that I've been kind of thinking. I think I've said it, but I haven't really, like, thrown down the gauntlet. And now I guess it's too late for me to throw it down on my own because she said it. So I'm throwing down the gauntlet, but she's the one who said it that made me think about it. Which is that, like, the Marvel movies, you know, the... Iron Man, Spider-Man, blah, blah. They're kind of on the downturn. I mean, that it's debatable. All, all this stuff is debatable. I mean, Spider-Man just made more money than God. But anyways, Marvel and DC, that's Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Like, they're still making money, but they're not quite controlling the zeitgeist like they used to. Like, you know, the public consciousness. Um, I mentioned in a previous... A recent episode. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm watching a bunch of pop culture you, things on YouTube. It's all I have to talk about, you know. I want to talk about race. I want to talk about gender, but I'm not watching any of that stuff. They're all talking about pop culture, so that's what I talk about here now. It sure is easy. There's always something in pop culture, like you know, the situation with blacks and whites has changed. No, that that doesn't happen every day. But like the situation with Marvel movies has changed. Like that happens every few days. But anyways, this busty woman dressed up as a young anime boy, um, she's like, you know, she's asked, you know, what's up with anime? And she's like, well, you know what? The Marvel and the DC, DC stuff, and, you know, I don't know she, she doesn't mention Star Wars without being included. Like, that stuff is on the down slope. It's going down. It's getting less popular. And anime is, you know, this is what's coming up. This is, this is what's hot, hip, coming up, ascend, and going to be ascendant here. I mean, I'm adding a lot of these words myself. She did not say ascendant. I wish she had. Her name is Scuba Steph, I should say. All one word, Scuba Steph. 
and she does not know that SCUBA stands for Self-Contained Underwater Breathing Apparatus. But she has long red hair, and it is her real hair. It's not a wig. And so I think anime is the next big thing. I want to talk about it. So, you know, I, I was a comic book nerd and also an anime nerd. Like, you know, if you were to grab 100 boys back in 1988, like, I would have known more about comic books than all of them. You know, I would have been the 99th percentile. I would have been, I would have been the one who knew the most about comics. And it's a similar thing about anime. I've been watching anime a whole bunch for maybe about 20 years. Like, I didn't watch the kid stuff, you know. So, if you want to know about Pokemon, I, I know almost nothing. I, I think I've never watched an episode of Pokemon. But still, if you, if you just grab a random... Four, I mean, what are, how old am I, 50? If you grab a random 50-year-old man, what are, you, you'd have to grab a, a thousand 50-year-old men before you found one of them who knew more about anime than me. And you'd probably have to grab a hundred 40-year-old men and probably 50 30-year-old men before you'd find any of those people that knew more about anime than me just because I watched so fucking much of it and I have a good memory. Whatever. I guess I'm being proud of how uncool I was. Yeah. But here's the thing. I used to love the comics before the comic movies got popular. And so I want to tell you how that went because it's very relevant to anime becoming popular in the future. And so I had friends who, who liked comic books and we'd always complain about the same thing. You know, they made like they made some real shitty, I don't know, they made some Spider-Man live-action shows, like in the 70s and 80s. Okay, I don't want to go down memory lane too much. Let's put it this way. There's actually a bunch of bad comic book movies before Iron Man 1. Iron Man 1 is the first, like, holy cow, this is a great comic book movie and it changed everything. And there's a bunch of bad ones before that. And me and my comic book buddies, we'd always have the same complaint. We're like... They're taking the name of the character, you know, maybe Captain America. Like, they took the name Captain America, but the movie itself is nothing like the comics. And a lot of it has to do with budget, you know, like back in the days before they had computer effects or whatever. Like in the comic books, you may as well, you know, get in a spaceship, go destroy a planet, go meet another alien race, you know, have a giant war. I mean, you know, but anyways, if... If all you got is a soundstage, you can't do those things. And comic book stuff still has that problem. Like, you know, the new She-Hulk is a lawyer show because it's much more easy to show the inside of an office than to have her get on a flying horse and, you know, that can travel between the stars. Which is the kind of stuff that happens in a comic book all, you know, all the time. But after Iron Man, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they kind of got it... They got it halfway figured out where they could do crazy stuff. You could go, you know, if, if you had to go into space for the story, you could go into space. I mean, it had to be a little bit limited, but you could go into space. You could have cities destroyed in a giant lightning bolt, whatever. But the problem that they're kind of, as the thing goes on and on and they're trying to be good, you know, nothing can be good forever. The problem they're having is that the stories, the writing, the dialogue, everything is just getting worse and it's just not as good. And so I think that's why, outside of, you know, some movies that are big successes like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, but there's a bunch of uh, bad movies like Eternals and bad TV shows like Falcon, Winter Soldier, She-Hulk. I mean, I'd just throw out those. Who cares? Pretend I never have said the names. You get the idea. They were doing good, and now they're not doing so good. And the writing and the dialogue is not so good. 
And so they really have the same problem they always had, which is they should stick to the comic books. Like, there are comic books that have the dialogue already written. Like, you know, what's the character going to say? Well, here's a comic book. Just have the actor say the exact words that are in the comic book. And that doesn't mean that every comic book is good. But what you do is you just go find the good comic book, and then you have them say the words from the good one, not the bad one, from the good one. But that's not what they do because, you know, a lot of the people involved in making the shows... They fucking hate comic books. They're like, you know, you're a director or you're a writer or you're an actor. And, you know, you think that comic books are for young white boys and you think that's fucking stupid. But on the other hand, you do want a job. So like, hey, you want to have a job directing a comic book TV show? You're like, yeah, I fucking hate comic books. I hate young white boys. But yeah, but I do want the money. All right, I think that's enough of that. All of this is leading up to my, my little point. I just had a little point. And it's fine. Let me tell you. I, li I like to give background. So there you go. We're, we're going to have 20 minutes of background so I can get to my little point here. Is that anime is made differently. Like, I don't know if the people who make the anime hate manga. Manga is the, um, that's a Japanese comic book. So, you know, comic book is manga. Cartoon is anime. And in fact, I know for a fact. The answer is adults, Japanese adults, do not hate that stuff. They don't think it's racist. They don't think it's sexist. They don't think it's beneath them. But even if they did, it doesn't matter. So let me tell you how anime is made. And it's just, it's, it's exactly the way I always wanted comic book stuff to be made. But they do it in Japan the right way. Which is that, so you write a manga, Japanese comic book. And then when you create an anime, they just directly translate the manga. So... They just take a panel, you know, like if a panel of the comic has someone punching someone, then in the anime, you know, someone is punching someone, but you know, now their arm moved, right? Obviously, you go from a still picture to a moving picture. But if there's a punch, then you got a moving picture punch. If there's a jump, then now you got a moving picture jump. And then when it comes to the dialogue, they just directly take the dialogue from the manga and put it into the anime. And to be a little bit fair, I mean, Japan takes their manga very, very seriously. So, I mean, it's they're they're more well written. They're, they're more they're usually a lot of times they have a longer story. Like an American comic book will just have one story per issue per book that you have, whereas the Japanese mangas, um, just for various reasons, they have a story that goes on and on and on and on. I mean, some of them go on for decades, literally decades. But what it means is when they when they go to make the anime, they were, they're very successful. Or you, you can tell how successful they're going to be already. Before the show is even made, you know if it's going to be good or not because you just look at the manga. If it's a bad manga, you're going to get a bad shit anime. I think I made my point, but let's say it again. So, like, you know, what do the comic books give to a movie? Imagine Captain America. Well, they give the the character Captain America and really nothing else. I mean, a little bit of backstory, you know, he's a, an American hero or something. They're like, okay, I want you to make a movie. It's going to be about a guy called Captain America, and he's an American hero. Now, beyond that, you need to write good fight scenes. You need to have, you know, a good love interest. you got to have good dialogue. And then people are just surprised, like, wait, why is the fight scenes and the love interest and the dialogue all shit? And then, you know... When it comes to anime, if and when they ever start making um, American anime shows into live action so shows just the way I describe, 
it's going to be like, you know, here's a good character, I don't know, Pokemon or Dragon Ball or Naruto, if you ever heard of any of them. But they're going to be like, here's a character that, you know, is beloved all, ac all across the world. Here's exactly how the fight scenes are that are beloved all across the world. And here's how the dialogue is that is beloved all across the world. And so America is going to start doing live action versions of anime. Um, and when they do, it's going to blow the fuck up. It's going to be insane. All right, hopefully that makes sense. And then let me tell you the other reason why it's going to happen. So like I was saying, all the early um, comic book movies, you know, before Iron Man, you know, the 70s, 80s, just they completely suck because they were made by people who didn't care about comic books and, in fact, generally did not like comic books. And then something happened. So, like, I was 15 in 1988, and I think that was the peak. 1988, or maybe 89, was the peak comic book year ever. I don't know if you ever heard of Venom from Spider-Man, but that's that's when that happened. I had the first Venom, and I sold it for 100 bucks. It's now worth $3,000. But if you were 15 in 1988 at peak comic book, then that means you were 35, you know, whatever. If you went to college, you went to college... And then you decided to go to Hollywood to make movies. Then that meant you were about 35, you know, when Iron Man started. And so basically it was just, sorry, sorry, sorry everyone else, but it was a bunch of white men about the age of 35 in Hollywood at the right time, at the right place. And they were the ones who loved comic books. And they're like, no, we're going to finally make some good comic book movies. And so, whatever, they were able to get writers and directors and all the other people that are involved with the movies to just you know they were on board they were on board and they wanted to do it right and they did it right and it was a huge success as you know all the way up to avengers endgame which i think was the it was kind of the peak plus this new spider-man movie but i looked up pokemon because i don't i don't really know when kids i know when i got into anime but i don't know when kids got into anime but it looks like pokemon is from about 1999 so call it 2000 so if you were 10 years old in 2000 and you loved Pokemon, I mean, maybe, I don't know if Pokemon was loved by 8-year-olds, 12-year-olds, anyways, you get the idea. Round it off to 10. Round off every number, because I don't know. That would mean that the Pokemon lovers who went to Harvard and whatever, UCLA Film School, sorry, USC Film School, um, they're in Hollywood now and they're 32 years old. And so the 32-year-olds who are about to take over Hollywood, they did not grow up reading comic books, Spider-Man comic books about Venom. They grew up watching Pokemon on the WB or whatever. And I did look that up. It was the Kids WB, 1999 to 2006. That's where Pokemon comes from. And so I think 32 is a little too young to take over everything. So we're just... I think 35 is about right. So we're about three years away from anime just kicking all the marvel stuff aside i mean it's right it's right when it's right when the marvel comic stuff is dying and it got woke getting woke is not helping you know may not make you go broke but it sure doesn't make any money and so we may be about to see a bunch of anime oh and to throw in a little anti-woke versus woke stuff um if you just directly translate the stuff that Japanese people write in their Japanese mangas, uh, it's not woke at all. In fact, you know, it would not be allowed. It would not be allowed in polite society. So it'd be interesting to see how that stuff hits too. 
I guess who cares, but whatever. They sucked me into clicking on another one. So the, the channel is called Black Tape Project BTS. It has like almost no subscribers, but every video that they make gets like super millions of views. I mean, understandably. But anyways, it is. It's just electrical tape. Like if you if you ever had, you know, a roll of black electrical tape, then that is exactly what they're making these outfits out of. I mean, they got some si some sort of cup, you know, kind of like a, you know how baseball players wear a cup to c cover their junk? They got, some, they got something that's a little more than just electrical tape to cover the down there parts. But anyways, I'm watching this video and the guy is like, or some guy, I mean, he looks like a goddamn graffiti artist. He's dressed like that, stupid. And he's adding some tape strips to the model's bra on the runway while they're doing, you know, whatever, to, sh to show you how they do it or something. On the other hand, I guess I'll say this. It's like they run a piece of tape from like under one breast, over the nipple, up and around the neck, and then back down over the nipple, and then underneath the other breast. So it, like it pulls everything up. It pulls everything up. It's like it's literally just tape pulling the breasts up, and then you run around their neck, so that's what supports it. Whatever. It's stupid. Let me tell you, it's not porn. It's just like, who are these fashion idiots? Check it out. Black Tape Project BTS. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.